Hi everybody, I'm Ashley Bain, the Business Development Manager here at the Greater Oshawa Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Emma Kasha, the Communications and Marketing Coordinator at the Greater Oshawa Chamber of Commerce. And together we are ChamberPod! Welcome everyone to another episode of ChamberPod. We're in a new month, Emma, but we're still virtual. We'll get there one day. We are here with our MP, Colin Carey, virtually of course. Hi, Colin. Hi, Ashley, and hi, Emma. It's great to see you, uh, you guys, this morning. Um, and uh, I appreciate being here in Oshawa to on a nice sunny day to address your members. Of course. So, are you able to touch on going forward in the spring and summer months what that looks like for businesses federally? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, first of all, I want to thank you for doing this because uh, we're getting more and more people inquiring about, uh, you know, how are we going to be opening up? They're seeing countries around the world uh, putting forth their opening up plans. We've seen that in the United States. We've seen it in Britain. We've seen it in Israel. We've seen it around the world. And uh, one of the biggest questions I'm getting is what is the plan? What is the plan to, to open up? So I, I, I probably should start off that uh, – uh, what we've been doing uh, up to this this far, uh, of course, there's been the uh, emergency programs that we've been making available for uh, businesses and for individuals. In full disclosure, uh, most people on on this podcast will know that I'm a conservative member of parliament, but. Uh, Personally, and our party's been very supportive of the government programs to get out as quickly as possible. Uh, when appropriate, we have been able to uh, give suggestions on improvement and to give the government credit. They've uh, listened uh, in, in uh, certain situations so that we've been able to make these programs a little bit more flexible, a little bit more available to businesses who operate uh, maybe not as the bureaucrats thought from day one. So we're talking about uh, home-based businesses businesses, for example, that didn't have a business account, uh, officially a, a bank account. So we've been able to work with the government in order to make sure that uh, Canadians, as we move through this pandemic, uh, wouldn't be losing their homes, hopefully not losing their businesses. Um, we've been getting a lot of um, questions about uh, opening up qualifications, what is actually going to be um, kind of the bar, which will allow Canada to reopen. So um, I think everybody's aware that the government is working on a vaccine um, procurement strategy and, uh, you know, setting aside criticisms. Um, the, the idea here would be to make available to Canadians. The government has said any Canadian who would like it would be able to have a vaccine by September. Um, we uh, have been pushing the government on uh, rapid testing, for example. Um, other countries have had this available for um, since the f spring of last year. I know seniors' residences, some of them here uh, in Ontario, uh, starting next week or even later this week, are going to start using rapid testing so that uh, people who want to visit their loved ones don't have to go through the uh, long wait that we've had these traditional PCR tests that's been used over the last year in order to give a clear bill of health before visiting loved ones. Um, we are really pushing for more rapid testing because imagine, Ashley, you have a business that, um, you know, you're supplying 
your employees are, are looking after other people, wouldn't it be great if you could have a test and in 15 minutes be able to tell if that employee today is COVID positive or COVID negative, uh, be able to tell if the, the employee has had exposure to COVID-19 and um, this would allow you as an employer to have an employee go into the, your facility and you know that day that they're not going to be of danger to themselves or anybody else. So we're really pushing for the rapid testing. We're, we're pushing to have a rollout uh, for vaccines so that businesses can actually start planning. Um, and we're trying to work with the government so they're successful. We want the government to be successful because this is uh, about partisan politics. This is about getting Canadians back to work, our recovery. And if other countries, particularly the United States, are able to open up safely before we are, uh, there's a lot of concern as business, and you probably hear supply chains. Um, you know, if we are not open and the Americans are open, it won't take too long for businesses to find other suppliers. So, um, this is like a whole bunch of dominoes that, depending on how we respond as different levels of government and as Canadians, um, uh, there's going to be huge repercussions. So uh, we want we want to have a successful reopening for, for Canada and businesses moving forward over the next uh, few months, and we want to make sure that it's done um, safely. So uh, this means that going forward, we're going to have to have ways in place to control any um, spread and outbreak of this disease. Uh, we want to make sure that we're mitigating the social disruption that we're seeing with, uh, you know, kids, schools, um, you know, uh, people who feel locked in are in fear that they're not getting out. Uh, we want to minimize the adverse economic impact. And what that means is we have to be smart. We have to learn from what we've experienced over the last year and implement best practices in order to get uh, things back to normal. Um, and we want to make sure that we um, use uh, our resources very efficiently and effectively. Um, during this response to, to, for our recovery so that we get the best bang for our dollar. We, we, we have a lot of people in general, but a lot of businesses that are going, what's our, what is our deficit this year? And who's going to pay for that? Just a minute. Uh, there's, there's a lot of fear. Um, there's concern about uh, pre-scheduled tax increases that the government has just rolled on. And so we'll be fighting to maybe roll some of those back because maybe now is not the best time to increase taxes on Canadians when businesses are just working on reopening. So that's kind of a long narrative, Ashley, about uh, what we are, have to focus on moving forward from a federal level. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot more to say, and I would, you know, let anybody listening to the podcast, if they want specific answers to uh, different programs that are out there that have, have been constantly evolving and changing. So sometimes sometimes it's hard to keep up, up with them, but uh, our office will certainly look at individual cases and see what we can do to help out so that businesses can get the programs that uh, they require to keep, keep in business. Perfect. And you touched on it a little bit in your segment there, Colin. For travel, as we all know, the border has been closed between Canada and U.S. since, I would say, the very beginning of the pandemic. And especially with the new hotels that have been in place for travelers that are coming back where they have to quarantine. What does that look like down the road? When can people expect if we know when that border will be slowly opened or what's going on? 
Um, what uh, what we're trying to figure out right now, you mentioned this whole fiasco with um, people returning, <clears throat> and um, we have to be very careful not to be playing the shame game on people coming back. I realize that, you know, when we positioned this or the government positioned it, it was, you know, about people, unnecessary travelers coming back into Canada. But uh, to give you a little bit of uh, a few examples on some of the hardships we're, we're seeing, we're seeing uh, families that, you know, are coming back for, for scheduled returns to Canada that uh, didn't um, budget for $2,000 per person to be staying in a hotel. Uh, we've had stories just over the past week about people waiting on hold for 13 hours to see if they can actually get into one of the government-approved uh, hotels. Uh, we were very um, enraged last week as the opposition because we've now had instances of uh, sexual uh, alleged sexual assault in these hotels and regardless of any government program it's the government's responsibility to make sure that Canadians when they're being uh, forced to adhere to a government program that they're kept safe and that uh, the people that the government is, is hiring have been screened appropriately so uh, we've you know we've had instances actually where we've had uh, travelers report that they were unable to get into a hotel so that the border agents have actually said we'll go home and quarantine for 14 days well that's the old program and uh, if people are are being responsible uh, maybe this is a little bit too heavy-handed as far as what we're doing uh, with people returning to Canadian Canadian soil uh, Canadians do have the right um, to travel um, to come back to their country and we should allow them opportunities to do that as safely and economically as possible because some of these people coming back, Ashley, and you, you have members, they have business interested interests in the United States. We have Canadians that actually for decades, well, for years, um, have actually lived half the time in the United States. So they, they have a, a residence here in Canada, but they also own a property in the United States. and. They have to go back and forth for maintenance reasons. They can't get uh, um, people to help them out in that regard. So uh, we do have to take a step back. We do want to make sure that the border is safe and we need to look at the data. And uh, the good news is that we've been able to keep the border open for essential services. And uh, I applaud everybody who has worked together to make sure that our supply chains up to this point uh, seem to be um, managing. Um, fresh food, fresh fruits and vegetables, as uh, many Canadians know this time of year, we're not growing them outside in my garden. They're not, and if I did, they wouldn't be looking very good right now. <laughs> so, you know, from, from a March snowy, cold uh, morning here in Oshawa, um, we want to make sure that we have our grocery shelves, um, you know, stocked appropriately to keep Canadians healthy. Because healthy Canadians, if they are exposed to this virus, have a much greater chance of making it through without any serious uh, effects. So, um, you know, right now we really have to work on the data. I know so many people want the border opened like yesterday, but we just have to make sure that it's done safely. And there is very much optimistic news coming out of the United States. Uh, they seem to be ahead of us as far as uh, these uh, parameters are called herd immunity. Um, whereas Canada, unfortunately, I think we're 37th or over 40th 
in the world right now as far as our vaccine rollout, which uh, is disappointing, um, you know, to, to see that uh, Canada, a country as rich as Canada um, has done not the best job, let's say, as far as getting those parameters where they should be for a world-class country that we are. Yeah, and you mentioned the vaccines there. I know we had a bit of vaccine uh, interruption earlier this year. What does the vaccine rollout look like going forward to get all Canadians vaccinated by that September goal? That, that um, great question, Ashley. And uh, unfortunately, I can't give you a good answer. Um, any of your members who tune into Question Period every day, we have numerous uh, questions, whether it's from our leader, Aaron O'Toole, who is doing, I, I got to say, a stand-up job in question period, uh, holding the government to account. We, our, our health critic, Michelle Rempel, um, and our team is really asking for details. We're trying to get transparency as far as the contracts are concerned. So uh, other countries have actually posted the contracts online so that any person in their country can actually read and see what government contracts have been signed. We're, we're not getting that level of transparency from uh, the government. Uh, we're seeing uh, criticism of uh, the government because back last year they put all their eggs in one basket and signed a deal with a Chinese con- company called CanSino to develop a vaccine and actually manufacture it here and the deal unfortunately went sour. So we were scrambling. Uh, we don't know the details of the contracts. Uh, we have uh, repeated uh, talking points about that. You know, we have a greater vaccine um, numbers coming into the country, but that's not good. signing a contract to get them months down the road. Really, is not going to help our competitiveness and our ability to reopen. So uh, we're pushing hard as the opposition in a way that we're trying to be as supportive as possible. But these are reasonable questions that people are asking me. Ashley, the the question that you've asked, we I should be able to give you a really good answer. Uh, I believe the numbers are we should be vaccinating 300,000 people per week in Canada, and we, we're not even receiving the, that number of vaccines. So um, we're getting criticism from the provinces because the provinces had a, an agreed upon uh, timeline. And it should be uh, made clear to to your listeners that, you know, the federal government is responsible for procuring the supply, but it's up to the provinces and territories to actually distribute it. So, um, and I've given an an example, you know, a senior who is receiving the first shot and the uh, company says within 21 days they need the second shot. We've seen BC come out with a, a very unusual plan this week that is being criticized because now they're saying they may not give the second shot for up to three or four months. And the vaccine manufacturer is saying, wait, wait a minute, we're not standing by the vaccine if you don't give it to how it's been tested. And um, these vaccines have been put to market through emergency orders. Um, so I believe they're still collecting a lot of data on uh, the results and, uh, you know, things like positive effects, negative effects. And the provinces are getting extremely frustrated because the, the federal government promised a certain number of vaccines to be delivered. And unfortunately, that's not been followed through with. So we want to work with the government to come up with ways that we can be successful and get those um, supplied to the provinces in a prompt and effective way and make sure that they're stored properly because some of the vaccines are being, uh, they have to be kept way below freezing. Uh, A couple of new ones have come online. I know the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine, which is a a more common type of vaccine. I believe Johnson & Johnson 
in the United States has just been approved, which, uh, you know, it's a one-shot deal that doesn't have to be uh, kept extremely cold. Uh, so to get that out to remote communities, things along those lines, uh, we are supportive of Health Canada to go through the approval process because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that it's as safe as possible um, for people who decide that they'd like to get a vaccine sooner than later. Yeah, I think a lot of people are anxious to get that. That seems to be the key to reopening a lot of Canada and our provinces. So Emma, I don't know if you have any questions for Colin. Well, um, yes, this has been great. You're a wealth of information. We're running really uh, close to being over time though. So I just have one question real brief. I don't know if you can actually address it or not, but tax season is coming up. And I know that the government has uh, given a lot of grants and a lot of uh, opportunities for businesses to recoup maybe a little bit of their losses. Is there anything you can speak to, to taxes specifically that uh, businesses might be you know, on the lookout for to maybe claim something against their taxes this year? Well, um, quite rightly, you said the government has been a little bit more flexible this year. Um, but anything specific, I am I will be putting out my tax guide. So I'll, I'll put in a little plug for myself at uh, colincarrymp.ca. If uh, your, your members want to find out a little bit more information, please send me uh, an email. Um, as you mentioned, if there's anything specific, uh, Emma, you're, you're quite uh, accurate in asking that uh, because we're getting a lot of questions on what is in the pipe. We are hoping very, very soon, Emma, that we're going to be getting a budget from this government. Uh, I, you guys are aware more than most Canadians. It's the first time I think in Canadian history that we haven't had a budget. Um, it's going to be over two years since uh, the last budget. And to see what the government puts in there as far as debt forgiveness and programs and, and things that uh, will be good for businesses to reopen to start our economy, um, we want to be able to give accurate information. So please, if there are specific questions, listeners, that Emma has asked some things that are specific, I'm happy to help if we, if we can with your specific situations. Get in touch with my office at uh, the email I, I said or at uh, 440-4868, area code 905, uh, or if you'd like to talk to me about these things, I'm certainly happy to engage. And uh, I just want to say I'm optimistic looking forward. Emma, Canada, we're the best country in the world. And when we've had a rough go by working together uh, in our community here in Oshawa, we've gone through a lot of tough times. And we seem to pull it out and, and come out of it better than we were before. And I, I just want to say I've, I have that optimism um, for our community, but also for our country. And uh, by working together with the business community and your strong membership, who wants to get out there, reopen their business, give jobs to the Canadians, give them a paycheck and work on developing that, reopening that paycheck economy instead of the credit card economy that some people are becoming used to. Um, we're going to be as supportive as we can for that. So uh, thank you for the opportunity uh, of giving me the uh, chance to address your members. And as usual, thank you for all the work that you do. I know you guys are working from home, but uh, you're available and you're, you're there for the members, but even for general inquiries for politicians that may have some questions for you. So thanks for the work that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, Colin. We really appreciate you having you on. And it was all great information for all of our members. That is my pleasure. And uh, anytime we can do it again. Yeah, Take care. It. Have a wonderful day. You too. We'll talk to you soon.